Welcome everybody inside the Celtics Life Podcast. I'm Mark Allison here with my man Cam Tabatabai. Uh, we are in the thick of free agency. Well, I, I actually kind of tail end actually because a lot of the seismic stuff has already gone down. The Celtics back on the map after it looked like we were going to be up Shit's Creek. Campbell Walker coming to town. Cam, what do you think? I think it was an incredible pivot. Uh, it was out of the country, so I didn't use my cell phone for like a week. And I was just kind of scrolling through to see the news. And I think I read the Kem- the Kemba Walker news five times before it clicked in my head. Not because it's that earth-shattering. It was, just, it was so out of left field. I yeah, don't I, it, I don't know what it was like to get the updates in real time, but no one saw that coming, right? No, I mean, we, we talked about this on the pod last week. We were talking about potential situations, and, and obviously we breezed over a potential Kemba Walker. I, this was kind of like before, and maybe some rumblings had been heard that that was a potential play, but you know, we didn't really put any stock in it because we, we were like, oh, you know, the Celtics really need a big guy, and um, you know, there's probably other options. Bringing in like a veteran point guard probably would have been easier, you know, yeah. um, and, and grabbing one of the better big guys that was available seemed like it was more, you know, you could probably get two players with all that cap room. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, it was just like it shifted. I don't know if it was like Thursday or what, what day it was last week that all of a sudden it was this, this started, the, it was like an avalanche. Well, this free agency has been so fun because there's been so much obvious tampering. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, 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 Kyrie with a documentary that he's probably been working on for six months. Yeah, no one else saw him like close down the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, <laughs> Danny, remember Danny at the draft was like, "Yeah, people people want to come play with the Celtics. They want to come play with." And he was so confident and he was so classic yeah. coy. But I I remember trying to read it and not knowing if, if it was he was talking about Al Horford or what was happening there. Yeah, I mean it's it. I mean, and it's just like we know this goes on, but it, it, the the level of like just disregard this year for I mean, everybody just kind of accepts it as that's fact now that you know these guys are this whole we I've been hearing since last summer about Kyrie and Kevin right. Durant teaming up, and you know a lot of the local sports guys in Boston on the radio, oh, they're, they're going to go to the Knicks, they're going to go to the Knicks. And I, I'm kind of glad, like, there's still a little egg on their face because they didn't go to the Knicks, you know. It ended up being Brooklyn. Well, if the um, report's true that the Knicks didn't offer Durant the max, I think it's yeah. very possible that the Knicks were in play as recently as last week. Because that one doesn't feel like tampering. That's just two friends who want to hang out. Right, right. Just no, and, and I totally get it. And, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, close back to home. I mean, I, I was trying to think of this, like, if you were a kid like Kyrie growing up, you know, would he be a Knicks fan or would he be a Brooklyn, you know, because he was in the New Jersey Nets. He's actually from right. New Jersey. Um, the, 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 I mean, the Knicks have been a mess for a long time. But the Nets had a really good squad when he was a kid. I mean, they had Vince Carter, mm-hmm. um, Jason Kidd. They, they made some runs to the titles there when he was a young kid. So it wouldn't shock me if Brooklyn, you know, was actually closer to his heart, even though it may not be closer to him right. being in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean – We'll, we'll talk about Kyrie. I mean, we can talk about Kyrie. No, let's lead with Kemba because Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 go with the guy we got because I've been watching highlight videos like a maniac. Uh, and, and funny thing that I just noticed before we started pod, and you tweeted out this morning, who is the best player that that Kemba Walker has played with? And uh, we'll give we'll give the uh, give the audience a second to think about it. Right? Well, who is it? Right? Because I when I saw that tweet, I couldn't I couldn't couldn't think of it right away and you actually had a pretty funny response so my thinking was what's Kemba's feeling and we we don't know because he's never 
played with any good players. In <laughs> so 1314, Al Jefferson was named to the NBA third team. But that's mm-hmm. it. One year of okay Al Jefferson in a in a post big man right. world. Nick Batum for a minute. You know, it's just like the the cupboard yeah. is so barren. And if you look at Kemba's career stats, I mean he's been in the league since twenty eleven now. They're not overwhelming, but then when you put it in the context of who has he been playing beside, it's pretty spectacular. I mean, he's only been into the playoffs twice. Uh, they've never been higher than a six seed, the Hornets, in his time there. So in some mm-hmm. ways, there's like a little bit of pause. Uh, there's a the stench of mediocrity surrounding Kemba. But goodness, I mean, how could he succeed? We've never seen him play with true fellow All-Stars. Yeah, and I mean, people, uh, you know, he's kind of... Uh, just about as close as you could get into the league as a copy of Kyrie Irving, at least similar right. games, right? In terms of being uh, scorers, um, great handle, um, big shot guys. They, these guys, you know, they have the brass balls at the end of the game. And and yet, like, people will point to his efficiency being a little less his shooting. But, I mean, really, when he's probably double teamed, all the time. I mean, think about going back to earlier this year when Kyrie was talking about when Kemba lit us up. I think it was the game in March, right? And um, Kyrie said, well, that was, was one of his uh, shots at Stevens anyways with, uh, well, we, maybe we should have double teamed him like everybody else does, you know? It, this is going to be the best roster that he's ever played with, for sure. By a long shot. He also, I mean, he's 29, I think he turns 20, 30 in the fall or something. Uh, but he doesn't have that many minutes. He's only played... 20,000 minutes, which is not that my That's like Eric Gordon has played more than he has. Um, he's 59th in minutes played in the league, even though he's on the older side. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he I, I want to, that when I, when I look for moments of pause, just on balance, it's, you know, he has, he doesn't have a track record of winning, but like we're establishing how could he? And he's, he's slightly on the older side. You know, the contract could look tough in year three or four. But, I mean, he has so few minutes logged that it, maybe not. And I can't really remember him suffering, like, a super consequential injury. Can you? No, I, I, I don't. Um, even going back to college, and, and I, he's never – I don't – I think he's only missed, like I, – I forget. I looked at the number the other day, and, and I uh, – I mean, he certainly missed a lot less games than Kyrie Irving in a much longer career, I think. <laughs> so Right. Um, he had a neck sprain. Yeah, and I mean that compared to having a knee issue or uh, some kind of elbow issues, definitely uh, a, a positive. Yeah, because they came in the league the same year, and Kyrie's played three thousand fewer minutes because he's been injured so much. Did they really come in the same year? Was it the same draft? Wasn't it? Maybe it was a year after. Okay, maybe 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 I botched that up, but it's, it's around it's, the same time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just because he's gone under the radar for so long. It seems like you know he hasn't been there as long. Um, but that's kind of being buried over there in Charlotte with the uh, like the mediocre teams. Uh, I mean, Nash, how many nationally televised games do you think he's played? None, none. <laughs> Unless except for maybe uh, you know uh, random ass sat- Sunday afternoon game or something. I think it's gonna be great. Is it's just gonna be a revival of the Isaiah Thomas Celtics. I think yes, a it's... lot of the actions that can be run are similar. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the leadership qualities are similar. I mean, I was just listening to Robert Williams gush about Kemba, and it, maybe he's just getting more media savvy. But 
have you noticed that everyone is congratulating Terry on getting his pay, his bag and no one is congratulating Kyrie on getting his bag? Right, right. It definitely uh, it shows you something. I, it's, and speaking of, of Terry, right, so the uh, the Celtics worked out a sign-and-trade with the Hornets to get Terry there for three years, $58 million, well, which is kind of a huge number if you ask me. But, um, you know, he's getting – uh, he got paid, though. Good for him. Uh, have you ever seen – now, forget about, like, Kyrie. Everybody, obviously, was kind of sour on him at the end of the year when everything went downhill. But I don't think I've seen a fan, our fan base turn on anybody uh, like they did on Terry when the reports started to come out that, uh, you know, he was kind of a, an issue this year, not accepting his role and whatnot, and maybe was one of the big reasons for the, the bad chemistry in the locker room. Um, and once fans got a hold of that and some of his comments after the season, I mean, people soured on him really quick. Yeah, but, but doesn't it feel like, especially now that he's out of town, like that arc has swung and people are ultimately like happy for him? Like, I think he'll get a bigger cheer and ovation when he first plays in Boston again than Kyrie will. Oh, like, I, 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 a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah no, thousand you're, percent. You're, you're right. I mean... It was such a perplexing downturn that the Celtics took that I think fans desperately wanted some sort of scapegoat. I think it was uh, it was always obviously Kyrie, but the paradigm until three weeks ago was, well, he's going to resign here. So you couldn't, you know, I'm not married, but it'd be like shortly after or like in the engagement period, really wanting to turn things around. You're kind of lying to yourself. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, I just wrote a thing for Celtics Hub about how inherently unstable the Kyrie Irving experience was. Looking back, the writing was on the wall that this dude did not want to be in Boston or did not want to continue to be teammates with these Celtics. Mm-hmm. But I think the course of the season, fans and people who write about the Celtics weren't really ready. I mean, c- credit where credit's due. The only person that I, of consequence that like really was done with Kyrie was Bill Simmons. Everyone else was not – no one else was really ready to drive him to the airport the way Bill was. Right. Uh, the one time where Bill Simmons was loud right and we were loud wrong. <laughs> Everybody has their moment in the sun, right? So we're saying good for Terry. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to see uh, he, you know, he got the – after seeing what happens to guys like IT, we'll get into him a little bit later too. Um, for him to get paid and, and move on and, and have an opportunity to be the starting point guard over there, um, you know, he, he could flourish. He better. I mean, the Hornets are in rough shape without him. Yeah, yes, <laughs> they certainly I think, are. Yeah, I think if you run the Terry Rozier simulation 100 times, 20 times out of 100, he becomes a fringe all-star level player. Yep. So there's a, there's so, totally a chance he thrives. I mean, who else is taking shots for the Hornets anyway? Uh, right. But there's also a chance that that is just a hideous signing on their part. Yeah, it could very well be. So and and then another guy that we lost, unfortunately. You were talking about um, the this is kind of the return of the IT Celtics. It's really a shame we're not going to get to see Kemba Walker and Al Horford. We had late Sunday. Um, we had a glimmer of hope that we were going to work out some kind of, um, you know, uh, way to bring Al back into the fold. Uh, but it seems like he had already moved on. Um, he basically chose the Sixers over coming back. I, I think the option was there for him, right? I, I don't know what exactly what the money was. Uh, my thinking was the, the way that everything turned so quickly with, with Al leaving town 
And um, I, I really think they, they, they kind of insulted him with a low ball offer or, or something. I mean, maybe this is something we'll find out down the road. Maybe not because Al's a pretty uh, respectable guy. But um, how do you feel about the way the Al Horford situation transpired going to the 76ers? Yeah, that one surprised me too. I, I'm trying to put on a brave face here, but uh, what the hell, man? I, yeah, it sucks. I was pretty content with saying, I'm sure the Celtics made him a good offer, and I'm sure it wasn't as much money as he wanted. And I'm pretty at peace with that. I think it's your his livelihood. He should, if he can get a whatever ninety million dollars guaranteed, he should do that immediately. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't think that the Celtics should have paid him that much money because they have other people that <clears throat> that they're going to need to pay. Right. Uh, but man, the Sixers, that was, especially how quickly it, it manifested that, like we were saying, there's tampering left, right, and center. He clearly had had conversations with the Sixers I don't know, sometime before this weekend, this past weekend. Right, right. Uh, yeah, for it to come to fruition that quickly, um, you know, he, he already had an idea. There's, because of how the Celtics did Isaiah Thomas dirty a few years ago, there's too much egg on Boston's face to ever really feel blindsided or spurned. You know what I mean? I feel like for mm-hmm. the next decade, Celtics fans in the Celtics front office kind of just have to bite their tongue in, in that arena. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about this a couple pods ago. That's, I mean, it's it's certainly... Uh, it's not bad karma. It's just we're in the business of... It's a business. Yeah. It's yeah right. It's it's it is a bad look though the way that it got traded. Then they had to hold up, and then it came out he was injured, and you know it was uh, not not a great look. Right. So loyalty in the NBA is fickle and fleeting, and maybe a myth. And for that reason, of course, Al Horford should go get overpaid on the Sixers. No ill will there. Um, no, definitely not. Because he wasn't. I mean, there's ill will with Kyrie Irving because he was a dick about it. Um, Al Horford so far has not been, you know? Uh, right. I mean, we haven't really heard much from Al at all. Yeah. What could, you know what I mean? A, a player's tribute, uh, tribune thing would look tactless. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he should just stay quiet for a while. I think when he comes back uh, for his first game, it will be mostly cheers. But some boos. I think, you know, I have some people that I've talked to that are truly pissed that he did this. Yeah. I think... Mm-hmm. If I like really put on my fan shoes, I'm pretty bummed and a little angry. But at the end of the day, good go go get the money. It's a, yeah, it's a, no, I, I mean totally understand, money. right? Right, yeah. That anyone took for granted. Oh, he'll resign and take less money in a team friendly deal. You know, he's got that chocolate milk money coming in, but right. these are still <laughs> huge parts of cash that are being thrown around. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, we yeah we act like these million dollar pay cuts are are just a drop in the bucket for these guys, but that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, uh, even for these guys, it's um, it's upsetting because I don't know that it makes the Sixers that much better. I don't think it's all well, the problems that they had necessarily. Well, now they don't have any shooters. I mean, Al's the best shooter on the team. Uh, they, yeah. they, so now we JJ Redick's gone. Um, Jimmy Butler. Uh, on his way to the the Heat in a in a wild four team trade that we'll get to in one sec. They, I mean, now they they've got a 
formidable front court with with Al and and Embiid, and they they seemingly stole away Embiid's kryptonite. Right. Uh, so in Al Horford, but you know, I mean, who's going to shoot the ball? Right. How are they going to spread that floor? It's um, it's going to be crowded. Yeah, I don't know where Ben Simmons loves to hide, like on the opposite block from what Embiid's right. doing work. If Al's going to be there, where's he going to hide? Yeah, I, I don't know, uh, but that so that that deal anyway. Well, they do get Josh Richardson back from in that deal. So we got Hassan Whiteside going to the Blazers, Richardson coming to the Sixers, Maurice Harkless in a first round pick to the Clips, and Myers Leonard to the Heat. Um, Jimmy and Butler Jimmy can sign with Miami. Right, exactly. So this shift of money, so, right, exactly. So Butler wasn't exactly in this trade, but it was uh, a way for them to free up some cash and move some pieces around. I think uh, Whiteside needed a change of scenery. I think that's a really cool move for the Blazers. Um, you know, what's, I, what's so spectacular about all of this, so it's Tuesday, July 3rd or 2nd or something, 2nd. Kawhi Leonard is still not on the second. So arguably the most important domino hasn't fallen, for at least for the next upcoming season. So, yeah. Uh, I Maybe quote me on this, depending on how things shake out, but there's cash is going to be locked up for a lot of teams pretty soon. And next week, the free mm-hmm. agency is going to be pretty weak. I wouldn't be surprised if either because of buyer's remorse or a bunch of other factors that there's a huge trade period this upcoming season. Because maybe the Sixers do need to move Ben Simmons, you know? Maybe whatever Kawhi does is going to throw off everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. The Hassan Whiteside move, I agree. I think it's interesting, but it could be a disaster. So... As much fun as this is now, it might uh, might be a, a peek behind the curtain of what's to come as teams just kind of like desperately run around like chickens with their head cut off. Yeah, we, we were talking a little bit before this, how, how interesting it is that these teams, like how many sign trades and how many teams working together to move players around. Um, we're, the Celtics are reportedly still not done wheeling and dealing. Uh, we also brought in Inez Cantor yesterday for the room exception for two years at $10 million. Uh, there's so much movement and working together in these sign and trades and teams manipulating the cap and stuff. You know, we were, we, it's, it's wild. And every year it seems like free agent gets more and more wild. But it, it's, I think it's kind of cool to see that the teams work together to help each other out. I mean, obviously we're not seeing arch rivals really uh, help each other that, all that much. But, you know for teams to get under the cap and teams to unload salary. And, and this has been one of the wildest off seasons in a long time. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the window is finally open. I mean, when's the last time this many teams could talk themselves into contention, you know, right. Which is like super exciting. I mean, the, you're right. The Celtics and they know this, they're a move or two away, but they're in it. The Sixers are in it. I mean, there's in either conference, there's probably four or five teams that truly could make the finals. And that's, new that hasn't been the case in a while. and like you said with one where the Celtics could be a move or two away I, but i think right now at, bringing in canter um you can go into the season with this roster or pretty close to the roster that you've got here and, and allow some of the young guys to play a little bit maybe you know get robert williams some time in there see what you have there and and you know they can still make a move at the deadline and add a big guy i mean they're gonna need another veteran big at some point you would think but you know, we got some intriguing. Well, you and I were talking about this. I mean, yeah, Boogie Cousins is still out there. Boogie Cousins is still out there. There's still some splashy moves that could be made. 
Yeah, and, and he was reportedly interested in the Celtics last year. Remember, it was down to the Celtics and the Blazers. Uh, I mean, uh, the Warriors, sorry. And, you know, so maybe there's some mutual interest there. I, I, I and we were talking about this before we got on the pod. Like, I, I can't see the Celtics bringing in, like, uh, you know, another crazy head this year. But, I mean, certainly the most talented big guy out there. Right, because, uh, well, so here's a quick, quick list of bigs that are still available. And like we said, I think... So they're going to use the rim exception on Cantor. Uh, unless they free up more cash, it's all vet minimum. Except because they can re-sign Marcus Morris over the cap or no because they've renounced his rights. That I, I truly don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. That would be a question for Justin. So uh, he, can, he can add in his uh... – <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just pissing in the wind over here. Uh, right. Marcus Morris is out there. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein is newly available. Uh Joakim Noah is technically out there. Greg Monroe, Kenneth Fareed, Zaza, uh, Chuck Diallo. Noah Vonley would be interesting, although I bet he could fetch more than uh, the minimum. But that's it. I mean, there's some people you could take a flyer on, like uh, Mana Yunus. I don't think he's been in the league for the past season, but you never know. Boban, he's out there. That would, I mean, the fans would get weird Celtics Twitter would have would <laughs> they might explode well here's ready for this you know who i think is still technically available is rajan rondo their backcourt the celtics backcourt looks pretty full but you never know yeah no and um you know he he'd probably welcome a, uh, a return to boston if he if he knew he's going to play a role i mean uh he's probably at the point of his career where he wants to know he's going to play right um but yeah, it's that. I, I mean, they're they're probably one of those big guys you just named off will probably end up here, um, or imagine, someone else the, that we're not talking about. Because you have to imagine they're going to bring in another veteran guy. But I really hope that whoever they bring in, they still, you know, I, I, I'd really love to see Rob Williams get a chance to play. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see him in a few days. Summer league starts, um, but there's some talent there, and uh, you know, if, if he can. I feel like a lot of times, guys, and this isn't just the Celtics. This is good teams in general. Some of these young players get buried, and they they really don't get an opportunity at all to play. And I mean, we don't see what they're doing in practice every day. So obviously, you know what that's you know obvious. But it's just to not ever see some of these guys get a chance because they're on good teams and blocked is is kind of frustrating. It'll it'll be really interesting. I mean. If, if you take Rob Williams at what we think his second year ceiling might be, him and Panther is not terrible at, at right. one-two uh, punch at the center position. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have like a more solid power forward stretch four kind of option than say, I see people slotting Tatum as the power forward. And I guess that makes sense. I still think of him as a guard, but he's sneaky, huge. It, I mean, yeah, he's got the length, but. Uh, yeah, it would be nice. Ty- I mean, I I like Tice's game, but he's just not. Yeah, know, it's a it's more of a right. He's more of a utility knife that can come in and do a lot of different things, exactly. but you don't want to see play twenty five minutes there. Uh, nope. well, maybe if 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 we can bring Morris back, if that is an option, and we can work the way to do that, he would be a good fit for that. I mean, um, I feel like he's you know Lakers. just. You see, yeah, that that very very well be the case. I think Iguodala is going to go to the Lakers too. I think the Lakers are going to have a lot of like fun villainous kind of players. <laughs> villainous. Iguodala is like one of the nicest guys in the league, but he's also he's got gravel and he's got you know. Right, right. 
right. So- I'm just I'm I'm hoping I'm holding out hope that that this is Kawhi not making a decision is is sabotaging them so they can't they can't you know leaving all that space and let everybody else get signed so that they get screwed at the Raptors or the and yeah I'd I'd prefer him to go to the Clippers just to leave the Eastern Conference a little more open for us but the uh, you know I'll I'll take the Raptors I can settle because that's another domino's if the Raptors do miss out on Kawhi are they really just going to run it back. Yeah, I mean, you can't, right? You have to, I mean, what are they going to do? Right. <laughs> you know, the Kyle Lowry Raptors? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean they've got some good young players, but. I think whoever doesn't get Kawhi, so just for chaos sake, I want Kawhi to go to the uh, Lakers, so there's a big bad target on their chest. And then the mm-hmm. Clippers and the Raptors, between the two of them, one of them would blow it up, I would imagine. Yeah, so there'll be some pieces for us available. Chaos in the league is fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. chaos is always fun. Conservatively at present, we kind of know what the Celtics are going into the season. Uh, And it doesn't suck. I mean, hopefully uh, Hayward is... I mean, I don't know if he'll ever be the same player, but hopefully he's that much healthier. You hope that Jalen and Jason are continuing to make progress. And it doesn't look too bad for the Celtics. I mean, the top of the East could be kind of scary, but I don't know. looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's – and if – like, especially if Kawhi does leave Toronto. I mean, we're going to see a lot of our uh, formidable opponents at the top there losing huge parts of their team. I mean, Philly, who knows what the hell's going to happen with them. Yes, they got Warford, but – we already said they, they could be a disaster. You right. Know? With the Bucks. I mean, so many of the Bucks' important role players played better than I would ever anticipate they could play. A right. Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah. Well, even Brooke Lopez. I mean, I love Brooke Lopez, but you're going to do yeah. that again for next season right. and beyond? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It seems unlikely. And they and they didn't get there as it was. So. I, I mean, it's still Giannis. This is conference, even if Kawhi leaves. I mean, God, if, right. if Kawhi resigns. Just big, bad, scary wings will rule the day. The Celtics don't yeah. quite have that currency. Right, right. So, well, let's. Uh, why don't we run through? Take us through the whatever the moves around the league. There's been a ton of stuff. We're gonna go through it real yeah. quick, and whether we like them or or not, and, and just quick thoughts on the stuff that happened. Yeah. So we're calling this game "See It or Miss It," as in, yeah, I see what they're doing there, or miss me with that. Um, so, in seemingly no particular order. I'll read off a deal, and you tell me if you're if you see it, if you're feeling that, or if you're feeling miss it. Uh, Thad Young to Chicago for three years and forty one million dollars. Um, kind of misses me. Yeah, I don't really get it. I, and I guess you have to spend the money, right? Like is that, that is that to get them above the threshold? Yeah, it it feels like I don't know. I guess they need some leadership on that team. Uh, they also brought in uh, Sadaransky for three years, thirty million. Also, uh, I I can see it, but mostly miss it. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I guess they're movable contracts. These guys are signed at reasonable what ten million a year. Right. About um, Dad Young, a little more than that. So, well, you know, movable pieces. They probably needed to get over the threshold, but I don't really know right. that. Everyone is piling on the Knicks. If, if anyone listening has had their head underground for the, the past few days, the Knicks have just loaded up on role players, which. Seems preposterous, but they're all really flexible deals. They're all technically expiring because they carry team options and stuff like that. So they're going to be incredible buyers if an all-star turns up, or they can just sell their pieces and take on better assets at the 
deadline. So, um, yeah, they'll be definitely grabbing some. They'll they'll certainly be sellers, and and they can scoop some picks from desperate teams. You know, trying to make a move. Yeah, so. anyone that wants. I mean, Taj Gibson, Al, Alfred Payton, like any contender or pseudo contender could totally talk themselves into giving up a first round pick for something like that. So uh, I'm out of order, but I see what the Knicks are doing. I, I it's still like the Knicks. It's not great, but I get it. Yeah. Anyways, back to the game. So we're we're both mostly missing it on Chicago. Missing that. Okay. Uh, Dallas. They brought they signed Chris Stapps to a five year, one hundred fifty eight million dollar deal. Seth Curry four years, thirty two million, and uh, they brought back JJ Barea. I see that. And then Kleber four years, thirty five mil. How do you feel about Dallas? Well, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I, I see it. The uh, Chris Stapps, obviously, they were looking to re-sign him. Um, that They didn't make that deal for nothing. So, you know, and the other guys are, you know, good role players. I get the Berea thing, too. Um, I see that. Oh, this this list is in alphabetical order by team. I'm an idiot. All right, on to Denver. <laughs> uh, Denver. Uh, Jamal, they gave Jamal Murray five years and $175 million, which is preposterous. And uh, Paul Millsap, they let they signed him or they picked up his player option for thirty million. Uh, I feel like I see it, although they didn't do anything else, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I guess they're they're uh, you know just running it back, right? They had they had a great regular season. Um, I, I see it because I mean, even if you feel like these guys are overpaid, it's you know they they couldn't let them walk, and you know obviously. That's what they have to do. All right, this one's weird. Detroit D Rose, two years, fifteen million dollars. Yeah, I mean that's just a huge lottery ticket, right? Sell some tickets and um, you know whatever. Yeah, they're, pretty they're easy money. Easy. I mean, I can see it. The situation is so just like screwy, and what else are they going to do? I guess so. I see it yeah, from, right, exactly. I see it from that point of view, but I don't know. He's a, that's another one where it's like I don't know that you, that lightning that was caught in that bottle. Of, is uh, something that you can rely on for two years, anyways. Uh, Golden State, uh, I almost like if this could be its own podcast. So they they <laughs> max play, they sign and trade Max D'Angelo Russell. Uh, now they they're also taking on Shabazz Napier, and then they traded out Fevion Graham and Iggy, uh, and then they brought back Looney a day later. For the probably the best deal of the offseason, three years, fifteen million dollars. Yeah, I think a lot of us were hoping that he could somehow slip to us in Boston. Uh, you know, <laughs> thinking he was going to be an. Uh, how do they work these cap gymnastics every year? Uh, it's deal. Pr- pretty remarkable. That's I. That's, I mean, and they got really lucky with the D'Lo thing too because of the Kyrie situation, right? I mean, you're you're not, you know, if you're Brooklyn, you're not ditching your all star point guard and unless you're getting somebody better. So um, kind of crazy. They got younger, right. um, held on to Clay Thompson. Obviously, you know, it's uh, they, they lost the ramp, but pretty, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think things worked out pretty well for them considering. And if, if only because I was talking myself into D'Angelo Russell for the Celtics because he maybe would be a piece that you'd move later for a more established star. Uh, and so mm-hmm. now the Golden State Warriors have an incredible trade chip. I would think that they would eventually have to trade him for two or three more serviceable players, you know, 
uh, just because they're right. a problem again. But both the Celtics and the Warriors have pivoted pretty spectacularly from what could otherwise be devastating Con- news. Yes. Uh, okay, speaking of devastating, Houston has, has not imploded or really done anything. They brought back Austin Rivers two years on the minimum. That's a good deal. Uh, Gerald Green they brought back and Daniel House they brought back. All on team-friendly deals, but that's about it. Yeah, and considering we were hearing all this talk of, I mean, maybe they're maybe they're still shopping Chris Ball and trying to unload that monstrosity of a contract. Well, I'm, um, I'm sure I'm going to make Celtics life history by using this term probably for the first time ever in this podcast history. Did you see that Chris Paul said James Harden had man boobs? <laughs> yes, I did. I saw this on. Uh, who was it that, that posted this in the first place? Because I did see this on Twitter. I don't know. So amazing. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in Houston? Uh, miss it because I don't believe that. I, I believe the hype that there's some serious strife there. And Yeah, I just don't see how they couldn't have made a bigger seismic shakeup. Uh, and maybe that's still on the way. But that now with all the free agents cooped up, I, I don't see why um, – what what makes any sense? You're just gonna have James Harden. Maybe I'll trade Chris Paul uh, for Daniel Russell in December. There you go. All right. Anyways, yeah, Indiana. We I'm sure we both see it. Uh, they got Malcolm Brogdon for four years, eighty five million. Jeremy Lamb for three years, uh, almost thirty two million. Uh, and Edmund Sumner, who I don't know who that is, but Brogdon uh, <laughs> Lamb. That's great. Yeah, I, I, that's a that's a great haul for them, and uh, you know when they get back their their star in Oladipo next year, um, you know they're they're certainly going to be um, an improved yeah, team. Yeah, we young sure. hurt, but that's more minutes for Sabonis and Miles Turner. So, fantastic. Yep. All right, uh, the Clippers brought back Pat Bev. Uh, they traded away Mo Harkless, but they're it's just a big question mark because we don't know if Kawhi is going there or not. Yeah, I mean, if they get Kawhi, then A plus offseason. Right. Um, I think bringing back Pat Bev is great. That's a team friendly deal. They can certainly trade him if they had and to. Patrick um, Beverly kinda... was playing in like the Ukraine five years ago, and now he has a three year, forty million dollar contract. That's amazing. He's uh, he's their uh, Marcus Smart right. over there. Marcus Smart in the Ukraine. Oh my god. <laughs> that would I'd be watch wild. That show for sure. Chernobyl wouldn't have happened. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, all right, That's the Lakers right. got Muscala. Uh, but I don't know that the details are out, or at least not they're not in our notes, so no one knows them. Uh, Troy Daniels and maybe Iggy, but they're a work in progress too, so it looks like it's a miss it unless they get Kawhi, but even then, they, they're going to have to fill 10 roster spots with veteran minimums. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I think uh, they're they're being. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. Some of these guys that are left, they're going to fill in with some of those role players we were talking about before. Um, they'll get them on veteran minimum deals for a run at a title, especially some of the aging guys. But yeah, if they don't get Kawhi, uh, if they get Kawhi, I mean, really you can surround those three guys with anybody and uh, they're going to be pretty tough to beat. But if they don't, and it's just LeBron and Davis, that's a different, uh, totally different animal. I think. I think that they'll get desperate and overpay for a star. Although I don't know how many assets they have left. I don't know. It, it, they're teetering right between see it and miss it for me. Uh, so Miami, I'm sure and agree that they see it. They got Jimmy Butler and Myers Leonard, uh, and they did so by sh- getting rid of Hassan Whiteside and a little bit of other stuff. That's still a work in progress, too, because I think Gordon Drogic may or may not be out of town. Kelly Olenek, same thing. But 
for a team that was just so their cap situation and asset situation was a mess. So that they were able to land a all-star caliber player. Good for them. Right. Yeah. No, agreed. Thousand percent. Uh, Milwaukee's re-signs Chris Middleton at five years, $178 million. Uh, and Brooke Lopez, four years, $25 million. And Robin Lopez, two years. I mean, that is just a spectacularly fun pairing. Um, yeah, that, that will be fun. And they brought back George Hill at three and for 29. Uh, but then they got Wes Matthews on a minimum, which is kind of a cool flyer. Uh, so I mm-hmm. mostly see it, but I, I could. Yeah, I mean, it's the Brogdon's a tough loss, but, um, you know, they're basically running it yeah. back. I, I mean, I, I can't see why, especially since if Kawhi's gone, I mean, the Eastern Conference is wide right. open for them, um, unless the Celtics are a lot better than most people think they'll be. I mean, we, we've, we obviously have a little more um, hope than uh, other teams around the East, but, the um, you know, they, 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 they could very easily find themselves we in the just... finals kind of glossed over how terrible the the Boston Celtics will be on defense next year. And it seems like the only person in the conference that could slow down Giannis was Kawhi. Uh, So if Kawhi is West Coast bound, I don't know if there's a a force on earth this side of the Mississippi that can... I mean, obviously Durant is his own weird unicorn, but he's hurt, so maybe that's not an issue this season. yeah, right. Milwaukee running it back. Uh, I see it. Uh, and I love the West Matthews thing. I'm rooting for him very hard. Uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. they got Shabazz Napier. Uh, they took in Graham from the KD D'Lo thing. They, they're going to get Jordan Bell. But otherwise, they're that's a nothing burger. I, they're missing it. They've got Carl Anthony Towns, and um, I mean, I, I, is his contract up next year or is it the year after? I don't, I don't know, but he's... no, because he signed up. Oh, that's right, that's right. You're right, you're right. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You, you have a talent like that who's uh, just wasting away over there. Yeah. Uh, God, Minnesota. Anyways, uh, from one dumpster <laughs> fire, we talked about the Knicks, so we're on to another. Uh, but then New Orleans is anything but a dumpster fire at the moment uh, because they got J.J. Redick, two years, 26.5. That's probably an overpay, but it's a movable contract if they need to. Um, because it's, it's, it's good salary filler, right? Like if if you want to bring in a star, you need some overpaid players. Um, I love what New Orleans has done. I feel like they there was another move that they had that's not in our list. Did they pick anyone else up or am I missing that? Whatever. I don't know. Top to bottom. Uh, oh, and they got Derek Favors. Love that. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, movable deals. I mean, Reddick's a guy that if you know things aren't working out, you could totally deal him for a pretty decent draft pick um, and and maybe a young player and some salary filler. I mean, uh, you know, there's going to be teams that need shooting. We were talking about we were talking about Philly, and obviously he just came from Philly. But there's going to be teams like that that need to fill in a role, spread their floor, and uh, contending teams. So, I mean, if things don't work out over there, it's totally. You know, uh, a guy that you can get at the deadline and then have for the following season. I, yeah, yeah ideal. I don't know. I mean, they they still struggle so much with attendance, but it's definitely gonna be a league pass team. I hope that the city of New Orleans they're gonna have to get creative with how they 
build something sustainable in terms of fandom because it just seems like the city is not that interested. Maybe they can partner with the Saints the way the Bruins and the Red Sox work together or something, but I I mean, on, on paper, it's a good basketball team, right? Uh, okay, the Thunder got Alec Burks, but they're kind of sitting on their hands. I, I mean, they're so cash-strapped. I don't know. I hope that they free Steven Adams and he goes elsewhere, but and hopefully to Boston if that calculus is doable. But um, I missed it for me from <laughs> Oklahoma City just because there's nothing to see. Yeah, and I don't know how much they could have done, but um, you know, but you would have think they would have been able to convince some guys to to go there and be the missing pieces that they need because they have talent. Um, but yeah, just uh, certainly nothing to write right, about. And then there. Um, Orlando, this one's fun. So they re-signed Vucevic to four years, $100 million. Pretty good deal, in my opinion. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams mm-hmm. is going to come back mm-hmm. for a year. Terrence Ross at four years, $54 million. And Alfred Camino for three years, $29 million. Those Maybe that salary filler again for a future deal. The Terrence Ross one is preposterous. Uh, miss me with that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, I mean, the rest of it makes total sense. So, I mean, I, I would give him a net positive. I like I the think. Vucevic deal. They still, I mean, there's still so much length on that team. They'll probably have to, I mean, maybe the, that's an avenue for the Celtics. Go go, figure out if Mo Bamba is worth anything. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of front court depth in Orlando and not, a, not enough minutes to go around. But mostly I see what they're doing. It's Orlando. There's only so much they could do. Uh, speaking of which, Phoenix. Uh, so I guess mostly we're in agreement. Orlando, good job out of them. Uh, maybe not the same thing for Phoenix. Phoenix signs Rubio for three years, fifty-one million. Uh, Dwayne Dedman for three years, forty-one million, and Frank Kaminsky two years, ten million. I guess not terrible. It's not like any sort of logical step forward for a team that's been in the basement for a while, but they're interesting moves. Yeah, I mean, good on Rubio getting paid again. I mean, but we were looking at it as, like, uh, an option. Like, when we were on the podcast last week and talking about how, you know, we were thinking Rubio was an option for us at the mid-level exception. You know what I mean? And uh, Erie is making a pretty hefty ransom there. Um, uh, I guess a veteran leadership well, there's that weird team. That they didn't want to um, put D'Angelo Russell next to Booker because they wanted to protect Booker or something. So then they went and got a, a lesser point guard in Ricky Rubio. Like, what? I don't understand the logic there. Why? Just get the best available talent. What are you talking about? But I don't know. Uh, so miss, uh, sort of miss me with it, but they still have some interesting young players. So put a pin in Phoenix, I guess. But that, that, that's probably being generous. They're probably going to suck. Yeah, that's I probably. Uh, Portland <laughs> brought back Rodney Hood for two years, $16 million. Uh, a two-year minimum deal for Mario Hazonia. They're bringing in Whiteside, who has one year left on his deal, so I think he's an expiring. And Anthony Tolliver for one year, two point six million. Yeah, I mean, over overachieving team last year. I mean, they're kind of basically going back in, right? Um, bringing in Whiteside's interesting. Shake things up a little bit, give him some size. Uh, I, I, I think they're going to be around the near the top of the Western Conference. Well, I'm, I'm in agreement. They need something on the wing, but uh, so does so doesn't everyone, right? If you don't have Kawhi, Giannis, yeah. Durant, or LeBron, you don't have anything. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Sacramento does have something on the wing. They got 
Harrison Barnes, four years, $85 million. Also signed Trevor Ariza, two years, $25 million. Corey Joseph, three years, $37 million. Uh, Holmes, two years, $50 million. And then the Kings are so weird. Trevor Ariza, two years, $25 million. Yeah, but Ariza, Ariza doesn't make much sense. Uh, some of the other guys, whatever, probably movable deals, but um, I, they're, they're going to be an interesting, fun team to watch. I, I really like um, the way they were playing. I mean, I don't know. Um, it's, I guess, bringing Barnes, you know, you got to have somebody shoot, right? I mean, someone's got <laughs> someone's going to take all those shots. I mean, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, they parked the healed. I mean, they're still fun. There's still some positive... Yeah, they're a league league pass team for sure. Yeah, but plus it's Sacramento. I mean, I don't know that that's a free agent destination. So maybe that's just how they have to operate. Um, that makes some. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna get a Harrison Barnes, that's probably about what you're gonna get. I mean, we're not gonna. Although we heard rumblings of Al Horford there, but that was kind of shot down pretty. That quickly. was their rumblings. That might have been them throwing their <laughs> throwing their throwing their pole out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't take too much stock in those sort of rumblings. Um, this one from one bad team to one very good team. This this is a, a miss it and an upsetting one. Uh, the Spurs are going to bring back Rudy Gay for two years, thirty two million, and they got Damari Carroll for two years, thirteen million. I San Antonio's teeny tiny, and maybe they're not a free agent destination either. But I would love to have seen something more substantial from the Spurs. Yeah, what happened to the mighty mighty Spurs? I mean, they never really did, did their some- dirty work with free agency and. So maybe we shouldn't expect that much, but they're kind of right. I mean, they, all those guys. Yeah, you're right. The, the Parker, um, Duncan. These were all guys drafted, and they just built through the draft. You know, they got a little lucky with that. The ping pong balls with uh, getting Tim Duncan in the first place, and then just you know having a guy, a Hall of Famer like him for his entire career like that certainly helps. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're going to overachieve, and they'll make the playoffs per usual once again, but. Not enough. I can't imagine. But no. Who knows? Maybe uh, they're not one to really take a gamble on a big trade, but maybe there's something out there for them. Uh, Toronto, again, is kind of a work in progress. We don't know what's going to happen. Marcus Hall did opt into his $25.6 million deal, which makes sense because he's 35, so take that money. Uh, but I don't think we can weigh in yet because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean they're they're kind of being held at gunpoint right now by Kawhi. They they were hamstrung with that. So unfortunately, if he does leave, which I think is probably more likely than not, um, they're going to be screwed. Uh, Utah got Bogdanovich for four years, seventy three million. I love that. And Ed Davis, two years, ten million. And then they also obviously got Mike Connolly. I think Utah. I mean, besides the Nets, might have had the best offseason. Yeah, they've done a great job pivoting since they lost Hayward a few years back. And they got a little lucky in the draft with Mitchell, um, getting him where they got him. But, you know, they, they've I've, they've rebounded much better than, than than most of these, like, obscure city teams do from these the losing a star yeah, like that. No, I, um, I'm pumped to watch Utah Jazz basketball next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess we both see it for Utah and then poor Washington – um, they brought back Bryant for three years, $25 million. They're bringing, bringing in Ish Smith. He was on Detroit last year, right? Two years, $12 million. And then um, mm-hmm. what a great way to conclude this segment of the podcast. Isaiah Thomas had a minimum deal with the Washington <laughs> Wizards because all that man needs is an opportunity. 
and well, he's look, he's going to get it right because John Wall's out. There, I, who's going to? He's going to be the starting well, point guard, right? Smith will start, but if Isaiah is healthy, no, that's true. That's true. So I mean, I, mean, I think health has yeah. been an underrated barrier for him, especially last year with the Nuggets. So maybe Isaiah goes into that role of, of that everyone kind of always thought he would be that sixth man off the bench, um, scoring and and. You know, change it kind of really changes the direction of, of a game. And, um, you know, if, if he gets some minutes to play, and we, we, I know all of us in Celtics life and most, pretty much 99% of Celtics fans want to see him succeed, even with if it's with a rival like Washington. So uh, we're excited about that. Um, good, good on IT. And, and we hope he can return to form. Um, and, and next year, maybe he'll get... Um, a better contract than a, than a one-year fat men. So, but he's got to prove itself here, and I, I hope he gets an opportunity to play. Guys, don't forget to check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. We have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store, and you can even get tickets to the next game under that heading. You can find the pod on Wooshka, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, and most podcatcher apps. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, make sure you let us know in the comment of any Silk Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. Guys, for me and Cam, take it easy. All right, yeah. Well, we made, we made it this far. That's pretty good. <laughs>